it's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the All Pacers podcast. If you haven't already, please download, rate, review, and share. It's a huge help for us. We're back at our luxurious poolside new recording spot. Uh, so if there's any ambient noise, just please bear with us while we're socially distancing. And uh, we figured if the NBA players get to hang out by a pool all day, so, sh- so should we, right? Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to say we've made it big time, but shouldn't people in this neighborhood know that the All Pacers pod is recording around here right now, so they shouldn't be mowing their lawns? I mean, we did buy a Pacers place sign Yeah, that is proudly laying on a table. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's uh, it was two bucks at the Peddler's Mall. <laughs> there we go. Everybody's going to know soon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I told my neighbors I was going to murder them if they made any noise <laughs> while we were recording. Well, luckily, someone has a saw out, <laughs> so <laughs> really hope that's getting picked up right now. That'd be just yeah. great. It probably is. Um, so do you, you want to just get into the stat of the day, or do you want to tell us about what's going on in your well, life, real, Jeremy? Real quick, before we can do anything, oh. we have some breaking news Shut up. that broke... Just before we started recording today, per Shams on Twitter, Oladipo has been fully participating in five-on-five practices. There have been no setbacks, and there's a growing belief that he will be back to play this season. What? Big news. That is huge news. Really big news. Jeremy, you're glowing right now. You did say last week it'd probably be best if he sat out, but the look on your face right now, I I think I'm... uh, reciprocating that look well that's hard to say (laughs) you said it really terribly (laughs) my lisp that i like to deny i think came out a little bit there but um you're definitely glowing here's what i'll say and we can get back into this a little bit later on the pod but if he feels like he's fully ready and capable of playing then i'm on board with it yeah and i'm happy to have him back yeah i'll jump on that school bus i'll jump in front of that school bus (laughs) and say you know what is it that great of an idea for him to come back and play? Feels like the Paul George thing in 2013 or whatever to me. Yeah, well, we almost made the playoffs when he came back those seven games. Yeah, uh, but but we, at what cost, though? Or But, like, even if you had, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I, well, I, he was already cleared to play once this season, and he's had an additional four months to rehab. So he already had the extra time he's, he should have needed for the comeback, so uh, if he feel, feels up to it, I, I believe that he's fully ready to play. And the news that we've heard, too, is the team's fine with him coming back, and everyone's excited for him to come back when he does. Um, and if it was this restart, it would have been great, too. It was all up to Oladipo and his health, him saying, you know what, maybe I should take some time off. And like we've said before, it probably did have a lot to do with him having a contract here next year, and he wanted to weigh the options of, like, hey, if I sit out, what's this going to do? in terms of me getting paid next year. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll tell you another thing. This kind of answers the question of why he even went to the bubble in the first place. Maybe this was always going to be an option. Yeah. For, there's a chance he came out and said, hey, I'm not going to play, just so that he didn't say he was going to and then have to backtrack later. It's much easier to backtrack not playing than saying you're going to play and then backing out. Man, if only there was a reliable news source that covers only Indiana Pacers that could just, you know, like – get rid of all this sneakiness and hiding maybe if there's an up-and-coming news source that could be that one day that'd be great that would be pretty great yeah 
I bet that news source has a stat of the day. <laughs> yeah, let's hear the stat of the day. Bing, 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 stat of the day. <laughs> yeah, hey, do you guys know where you were on February 2nd, 1983? Yeah. I, w- I was not born. Yeah, I, I. you weren't? You're floating around in an ovum somewhere. <laughs> Um, I also was not born, but le- can I say something real quick about your Saturday jingle? Yeah. Hey, if anyone out there loves making jingles or uh, you just, you know, have this affinity for making music um, and you just want to, you know, take some pressure off of our producer Combs' shoulders, um, send us some jingle ideas for the new Sat of the Day, you know, intro. Maybe. Don't make it too Christmassy, though. What? Okay, unless it's Christmas. Unless it's Christmas. Yeah, if you want to send us options, you know our favorite holidays in order. You should know them by now. Jeremy, go ahead and just say what our favorite holidays in order are. Christmas. Okay. That's it. Oh, (laughs) okay. I thought there were more. I I should know, I guess. So we are a very Christmassy podcast. And Austin, our producer, Austin, uh, made our intro music, which is great. Love it. Um, But he also made that jingle. And he also made that jingle, so I don't know what to... Th- now it's like making me rethink the intro music. I'm like, is it actually good? I don't, I don't know. So I want to keep thinking it's good. So, hey, if someone has an idea out there for a jingle and you just want to send us something, just send it in. Maybe we'll use it. Maybe we won't. Well, until then, bing, 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 <laughs> it's the stat of the day. Hey, do you guys know where you were on February 2nd, 1983? Uh, like we said, no. Yeah, still, oh, well, Twinkle well, in My Father's Eye. We still eye. weren't born. Okay, yeah. great, but, great. Well, I'm not going to repeat the joke I made. Um <laughs> Well, I can tell you also that I was not born yet, um, but the Pacers, some of them were born, and they were in Indianapolis playing the Detroit Pistons, and what do you know? The Pacers walked away with a 141-135 to victory over the Detroit Pistons. Wow. Oh. High scoring. Wow, now, before the three-point line. Yeah. <laughs> now, two things about this game are significant one is clark kellogg everybody's seventh favorite college basketball in studio analyst <laughs> had a whopping 22 points and 21 rebounds this game wow good game in 38 minutes yeah also had a couple blocks uh but what i found fascinating i looked at the schedule this is the worst year in pacers franchise history as they went 20 and 62 now uh this game was part or in the middle of a very terrible end of the season. The Pacers were actually 13 and 13 at one point <laughs> during this season. Oh my which gosh. Which means they finished 7 and 49. That's terrible. Yeah, so that's like Charlotte Bobcats 2011 historically bad. Yes. Uh but they won this game. Wow. Uh two things on Clark Kellogg could have been the Pacers' all-time greatest player if he didn't get hurt and could have been a Hall of Famer if he didn't get hurt. Real, Really sad uh, end of his career. I mean, it didn't really even start. But with how good he was, man, that could, that could have been a great player for the Pacers. Would they have kept him a long time? Probably not if history repeats itself. But, he man. kept Reggie Miller and Jeff Foster for a long time. <laughs> Reggie and Jeff. <laughs> hey, one of the nicest things about being a Pacers fan is hearing about a 20 and 62 season and having to say I wonder what that's like. Yeah. Cuz it really never happens that's nowadays. That's true. That might have been the I think 85 is the start where the Pacers have never had less than 30 wins in a season. Um or 35. 
Do you know the number? It can't be 35. It's probably 30. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Well, I, I know we've talked about it before, but um, consistently good. Just never won a championship <laughs> in the NBA yet. Uh, hey, ABA, though. A, hey, man, ABA kind of is more difficult to win a championship. So That's what I've heard about this season. So if this season's more difficult than normal, then winning in the ABA was even more difficult than winning this right. season. I dare LeBron to go to the ABA right now and win a championship. He would win all of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so an update. It's after 1989, starting in 89-90 season, the Pacers have won 33 games or more. <laughs> Not 32 games or more. Oh, good reading. In every season. I mean, that's crazy. That really is crazy. It's a good accomplishment. Shout out to the 09-10 Pacers. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a tough year. Um, that's, well, okay, so the owners of the Pacers, one of the things that, I mean, everyone who's a Pacers fan should know this, they always want to, like, pump out the best product they can without going into the luxury tax, Yep. which is great, like, if you're going to go to a game, like, there's a chance the Pacers are going to win no matter what, but until we go into the luxury tax, is it even possible for us to win a championship? We'll find out next year, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, if they do. Well, look, they say that now. Like, that they're going to be willing to go into the luxury tax. If anyone doesn't know, the Pacers have come out and said they're willing to go into the luxury tax next year to re-sign Oladipo. I don't believe it, really, because they've like they've proven that they won't do it in the past. And uh, my hunch is that they'll move Sabonis or Turner and maybe let Oladipo walk. I don't know. They're, I just I, I can't see them really going to, into the luxury tax. I don't, I don't know how you guys feel, but that's just... I definitely hope they will. And let me tell everybody, here's where you need to follow if you want to keep up with what the Pacers do in the coming off season. Oh, shameless plug. It is. You can follow us on Instagram at all.pacers or as of 20 minutes ago, <laughs> another bit of breaking news here. The Twitter is back. Yes. Wow. Like it never left. At all underscore Pacers. We're actually at a record setting pace for new followers. I tweeted about... 20 minutes ago already added one <laughs> so <laughs> if we keep up that pace we're gonna have 100 followers by the end of the month yeah and it'll happen hey, I, get in there get in early yeah you never know oh y you definitely want to follow follow along on this ride like jump on the bus the bandwagon whatever you want to call it um or jump in front of the bus <laughs> <laughs> just like austin would do mm -hmm. um but yeah keep following us uh we're making moves we're all during the the three of us during this quarantine are just ready to do something new with this account and this brand and just stay tuned. So Jeremy, I know I took over your shameless plug, but I just wanted to add some some of my own uh twang to it. I love your twang. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, that was bad. Oh, gee, Paul, thanks. Oh, that's so sweet of you. Y'all got some biscuits in the <laughs> oven. Y'all talking about basketball down there? Spoken like a true Pacers fan, right? Boy, y'all don't talk about Larry Bird some more. <laughs> All right, can we move on? <laughs> yeah, let's get to the pod. Jack, what do you appreciate most? Uh, basketball. Hey, that's close. Uh, you. Oh, that's even closer. Let me tell you what I appreciate most. And it's the numbers 9450. Do you know what those stand for? Uh, uh, just based off last week, the dimensions of a basketball court. You got that right. 
basketball court, 94 feet by 50 feet, but it means a lot more than just that. It's the foundation where we come together and move culture, where we display talent and personality through style, play, and fashion. 9450 Apparel, let me say it again, 9450 Apparel was created to contribute to the basketball community through lifestyle pieces that tell stories for fans and athletes alike. We here at All Pacers Pod love the products of 9450. Breezy, you look great in your 9450 right now, let me tell you. Thanks. And let me affirm it. You look great in your 9450 apparel right now. Doubly thanks. And here's what else. You can't beat the value. 9450 Apparel also understands the importance of giving back. For a limited time, you can find their I Miss Basketball t-shirts, and 100% of the profits from that shirt will go to Feeding America, where lives are being changed and hunger is getting defeated. And I know what you're all thinking right now. Basketball is about to come back. Yeah, what about next summer? You can wear this over and over and over again. It's not just for now. It's for forever, and it goes to a great cause. Basketball is more than a sport, and with 9450 Apparel, you can be more than a fan. Take your style up a level by visiting 9450apparel.com. Again, that's the numbers 9450apparel.com. Back to the pod. All right, so we want to keep you guys updated each week on what is going on in the NBA bubble down in Orlando. Uh, so some a lot of actually breaking news today about some uh, coronavirus tests. Uh, first off, two players, I'm not, I don't know who they are, uh, the NBA did not announce who they were, tested positive during the two-day quarantine period, so they are in quarantine. Who do you guess it is? I have no, I have no idea. If it's a pacer, I'm going to punch Austin I so hard through his 9450 shirt. I bet it was Tobias Harris and Boban Marjanovic. Oh, that's they're, a good guess. They're already out. They're in the bubble walking around. So oh. I was trying to look around and see any guys I wasn't seeing pictures of or the teams weren't talking about them for any reason. I couldn't find anything, uh, but we'll keep searching. We'll try and figure it out. Uh, on top of that, Westbrook, who is not in the bubble yet, also tested positive. So he has to quarantine at home before he can even get to Orlando. And now to the dummies. Okay. We have two dummies this week. One is Rashawn Holmes, who after his two-day quarantine period, he was cleared. He said, I'm just going to leave the bubble to get food. What so, a dingus. Come hey, on. How do you spell dummy? D-U-M-M-Y. Okay. It's not D-U-M-B-Y? I don't know. It could be. Yeah, I think it might be D-U-M-M-I-E. You know, they say I after That's E true. only before C vowels. Except that rule doesn't help you ever. <laughs> You're on to something there. <laughs> I think you're right. I think Austin's right. <laughs> hey, but even dumber than Rashawn Holmes was uh, Bruno Caboclo, however you say that guy's yeah, name. Yeah, that's right. Cob- Caboclo. Uh, he went into the bubble for the quarantine. He, he just got to stay in your room for two days. Just got to stay away from everybody. He went into his room and then walked right back out, apparently. <laughs> so both of those guys have to quarantine for eight more days before they're cleared for practices or anything. Hopefully... Uh, the numbers stay low like this. There were over 300 total tests done on players' entries, and only two got tested positive. So that's a good start. Hopefully it keeps up, and players are able to control themselves and stay in the bubble this whole time. It looks like they have a lot of cool stuff, though, so it shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, it's it's been fun to watch. Um, I also want to add Rajon Rondo called it a Motel 6, right? Is that the hotel he used? Yeah, also, it, that, that would be the nicest Motel 6 in the yeah. world. Okay, well, it shows you, like, the the like way that NBA players are, you yeah. know, like if we got to stay at that hotel, we'd probably never want to leave. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'd want to walk out, maybe not Caboclo level, um, but calling it a Motel Six just does is not a good look for Rondo. 
and uh, you know, now he's out for six to eight weeks because of surgery. Yeah, he Maybe took he, care of his own problem. Yeah, I guess. it sounded like he wanted out, and he figured out a way to do that. So, I, I don't know if it was purposeful to get the surgery now. Like, I'm sure he could have played through a fractured finger, but it just fractured seems kind of soft. Yeah, you can't play with the thumb. You can't dribble. I don't know, man. It's, it's Although Ray John Rondo's got really big hands and really big fingers, so like, if they could just somehow tape the thumb behind his hand, you could still he could still probably palm the ball, you know. Well, but you know scientifically what they say about people with big hands. Can't shoot free throws well. Yeah, well that and they're uh, like if they get a fracture, it's just harder to recover. So, huh? That's, Sci- that's according to science. So. I did not know that. Yeah, now you know. Bigger hands can be a problem. Uh, we also want to bring you all some positive highlights from the week in the bubble. So we're going to be doing a new segment while they're down there called Bubble Moments of the Week. Oh. Where we're going to pick out our favorite little nuggets that we saw and uh, just break them down for you guys. Can I give you all my favorite nuggets I saw right now? Is If it's Denver, no. All right. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray... Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. again. Mike Malone. Those are all my favorite little nuggets. <laughs> those little those little nuggets. Those little guys. I actually Monte Morris is my favorite little nugget. Oh, that's that's a good answer. Uh, one time Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, could have been your favorite. The little littlest nugget. nugget. That's true. Yeah. Earl Boykins might have made a stop there. He's a little nugget. He did. Yeah, yeah he was the littlest nugget. The littlest nugget. We've yeah. found the littlest nugget, everybody. You could be like the little train that could. We write a children's book <laughs> about or or <laughs> Earl. I almost called him Oregon Boykins <laughs> twice. <laughs> Earl Boykins. Earl. The little nugget that could. Um, are, do, do you actually want to share any of your bubble nuggets? Did you have a bubble moment of the week? Uh, I do like all the Tobias Harris, Boban, Marjanovic content. They are a fun duo. Dude, I'll so say that. I didn't realize like how much I missed that. Yeah. Also, I heard the thing about how the NBA sent in three different DJs <laughs> to to just play some sets for the guys, and only Dwight Howard showed up. <laughs> sent them sent them to three different hotels, and out of all the players in all those hotels, only Dwight Howard. I guess guys are busy doing other things. Yeah. Playing video games, probably. Yeah. Well, the LeBron, AD, and Quinn Cook uh, trio jumped on 2K. That would have been fun to play with them. Um, I bet we could have given them a run for their money. Maybe. No, I really do. Uh, um, I did recently beat Jack in 2K, and he is much better than I am. Oh, you did. Who were you using? I can't remember now. You were the Bucks, and I beat you. Yeah. So no, you were the Bucks. I was the Bucks. It, well, it doesn't matter that I won then. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's right. I forgot <laughs> I was the Bucks. Yeah. Who was I? I can't even remember. Oh, I was the Thunder. Yeah, that's right. No, I wouldn't have been the Thunder. You were the I'm Pacers. No, I was the Pacers. Wow. We must have been. We someone. played a lot of 2K that day. We did. Um, you did beat me, but there's no video evidence, so I'm not sure that you beat <laughs> me. Um, can I share my favorite bubble moment so far? Of course. Um, I'm really loving Luka Doncic content. Uh-huh. I didn't know I needed Luka, Luka Doncic content, and it's been great. So the the Mavericks were on their balcony one day, and this isn't like a big Luka moment, but uh, they were out there just having a ton of fun. Uh, like J.J. Bray, Dwight Powell, they were all there. That was fun. And then Luka juggling basketballs and uh, shooting crazy shots has been great too. I mean, he even kicked a ball into the the hoop, uh, just drop kicked it in, and, it, and he drilled it. And I, I like to think it was probably like one of his – 
first tries too because he was so excited. I bet he does that all the time. Honestly, it's crazy. And um, dude, it's it's also cool to see um, the Pacers were playing golf. Yeah, I saw that today. Um, TJ McConnell's swing didn't even move his feet or lower half at all. It was all upper body, just whacked it. Oladipo hits it. TJ McConnell. You're supposed to do in golf though. Well, you want to twist your uh, your feet a little bit towards the end. TJ McConnell just kept it straight the whole time. Oh, yeah, okay. it's a whole body movement thing. Yeah, like you okay. kick your your foot up. And a he's had bit. back like problems this year. He needs to watch it. And yeah, you got to be careful. That's true. Good point. Um, Oladipo hit one. He just whacked one. And I don't know if it was McDermott or McConnell behind the camera, but they said nice shot. And it seriously looked like it was going into the trees way right. Um, <laughs> And McDermott has a good swing, too. He does. I don't know if this is the content we need for this podcast. but Hey, hey it's our bubble moments of the week. It's our bubble moments. And then I also just want to add one more. Uh, I saw Ben Simmons went fishing, and he had the fish, and he went to throw it back in the lake, <laughs> and he missed, <laughs> and it missed. landed on the dock. <laughs> and it was so perfect for Ben Simmons because he can't even throw a fish into a, into a lake. The same way he can't shoot a basket, can't throw a fish into an open lake. Uh, I loved all the fishing. That was great. Montrez Harrell caught a huge fish. Oh, I didn't see that. It was it was a giant fish, so shout out to Louisville Cardinals being able to fish really well. Yeah. Uh, well, that Ben Simmons moment was my favorite moment of the week, but I have a, I have a second one that I really liked as well. Oh, I took it. I'm so it's sorry. Okay. <laughs> I have another one. It JJ Redick sitting in a very small inflatable pool, very slowly shotgunning a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It, I don't know. He was getting props for doing it. I. It was the slowest one I've ever seen. But, yeah. hey, he's in a tiny inflatable pool. He's having a great time. You think you shotgun a beer faster than J.J. Reddick? I know I do. <laughs> well, I think, I think we know we need to have a podcast merger then. Yeah, J.J. Reddick, after the bubble, we invite you to come here. Yeah, if you're, if you're listening. We're, we're assuming you're listening. We assume you are. Um, did you see – okay, so one of my least favorite players of all time is Myers Leonard, mostly because of the college days when he was at Illinois. Never liked him. I agree. Uh, weird voice too, weird. Not as weird as Patrick Mahomes, but a weird voice. Um, he shotgunned a beer in what appeared to be about a mi- uh, one and a half seconds. I almost said one minute. He's a he's a really big guy. It though. was probably maybe three gulps. Probably like a gl- pretty big gl- throat. Gl- easy to easier to do. Yeah, I would say it was crazy. So, just wanted to ask if you'd seen that yet. I had not, but I'll have to look it up. Yeah, you should. It's actually don't worry about it. It's not it's not interesting. Okay. <laughs> just watching a guy drink beer. Not that fun. That's all I have to say. Yeah, but have you ever watched King of the Hill? (laughs) No. It's half the show. I know you've watched it. I love it. Yes, you do. Hey, but we'll keep bringing you all some positive stuff from the bubble each week. Uh, Hopefully, we keep having weeks where there's no bad news and this thing keeps moving forward and we get the whole season. Uh, We're super looking forward to it. But let's get to some Pacers talk. Uh, We're going to talk about maybe some lineups we might be seeing this this, uh, restart and different things. The uh, Old Depot news kind of threw a wrinkle in all this because we've been preparing all day to talk about the Pacers without him. So we're going to present you, because we still don't know for sure if he's playing, these are the lineups we think we might be seeing without him. And just take it with a grain of salt. If he's back, you can throw it out because you know he'll be starting and playing a lot of minutes. So let's let's talk lineup. Let's do it. Uh, so likely starters. Likely starters. Oh, well, you, you were about to say it. Go ahead. Well, I'm, tell me if you're thinking the same thing. I'm thinking... Aaron Holiday, Malcolm Brogdon, T.J. Warren, Sabonis, and Turner. Yeah, I think we we played them a lot at the beginning of the season when we were down both Oladipo and Lamb. I think we'll roll it back with them. Let Aaron Holiday run the point. Malcolm Brogdon play off ball a little bit while he because he's had a shorter recovery time because he had the virus. Uh, let him get back in the swing of things. 
I think uh, it's not it's not our. I don't think it's a great lineup, but it works. They Sabonis and Turner have been playing better together as the season season went on. Uh, so hopefully they keep improving and we get some good starts out of them. Yeah, and what we really need in that lineup is for Sabonis to start consistently hitting threes and stepping out. Our, I mean, our problem is he clogs the center of the court when our guards need to slash. Mm-hmm. And on defense, they really can't guard the four. I mean, it's what we've been preaching all year. Until that happens, that's not the lineup I want to see. And I'm going to get to the like my preferred lineup, which has not been used at all this year, which is so surprising. Yeah. We'll get to that in a bit. I, I'll tease it a little bit, but... Um, I agree with you. I think that's going to be the lineup they run with, um, having Aaron Holiday starting at the two spot. I mean, he's probably going to be guarding the point guard on the other end of the court, mm-hmm. or, I mean, the the worst guard. Um, and Brogdon will guard the better one. Well, I, I think I think we'll see a lot more of Brogdon in the uh, two spot because he played that a lot for the Bucks, and I think he just has more experience playing off ball. Yeah. And Aaron Holiday really needs the ball in his hands to be effective. So I think we'll be seeing – that set up quite a bit more. Yeah, for sure. And um yeah, on the Bucks he thrived when he was off ball and he would get the the ball passed to him and he was open and I mean he obviously averaged a 90 or 50 40 90 last year which is 50% or more from field goals or field goal percentage uh 40% or greater from the 3 and then uh 90% or better from free throw. Um and that's only happened what seven times. Chris Middleton almost yeah. got it this year which he didn't or hasn't he might get it. We'll see. But um, yeah, he played great off the ball. His numbers dipped this year when he had the ball in his hands more. Mm-hmm. He was also struggling with injuries all season. But the thing about Brogdon is he can guard the best guard on the court yes, um, and do it really well. And then he'll hit shots when he's not creating his shot necessarily. And uh, like I said that a little hesitantly because something I do love about Brogdon is if you need a bucket at the end of a game, you can put the ball in his hands and there's a great chance he's going to score that. Like he's, He is a clutch player. So I love him there. I love him uh, at like that combo guard position. It, do you think Aaron Holiday is like a good fit to like be alongside of Brogdon? Uh, I think so. Yes. Um, I, I looked at a uh, feature on Basketball Reference. They have a play-by-play feature, which will break down uh, the percentage each player has played each uh, position this season. Uh, Brogdon has played shooting guard thirty-four percent of the time this season. So just over a third, which is quite a lot for a guy you think of as a point guard. Uh, Aaron Holiday is 100% point guard. Wow. So he hasn't played off the ball at all this season. Okay. So that's that'll be a big factor in <laughs> who's getting those two guard minutes. Yeah, that's that's good to know. Um, I would never have guessed that, actually. Yeah, and these are estimates as well. So they're looking at the at the – at the games, and they're saying there wasn't even a moment in time where he might have been playing two guards. Wow. He was just straight one the entire time. Do you want to start, or do you, would you like me to start? Uh, why don't you give your ideal lineup first? Okay. I, I, I have a few here. I just, like, went through some of the more common ones that we saw, and then I have, like, the worst defensive rating one, which I just thought was <laughs> kind of fun. Um, my, my projected lineup is exactly what you said. Brogdon, um, well... If Oladipo's back, it's obviously going to be Oladipo. Obviously. We didn't even talk about that. I completely forgot. But if Oladipo does not play, which I, I'm leaning more towards that direction right now that he's not going to play, until we hear for sure that he is going to play, I'm just going to assume he's not. But Brogdon, Aaron Holiday, Warren, Sabonis, Turner. It's probably what we'll see unless Oladipo comes back. Um, but the lineup I'd love to see, which the Pacers have done zero times this year, and tell me if this is crazy. I just think this is a really good lineup that we should consider. Aaron Holiday at point, 
Brogdon at the two. They can alternate, obviously, like mm-hmm. I've been saying. Justin Holiday at three. TJ Warren at four. Sabonis at the five. We've done this zero times this year. Um, it moves TJ Warren to that four spot, which we've talked about a lot. Would love to see him try it out. Um, Justin Holiday could be the one who ends up playing the four in this lineup. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll ever see this lineup. <laughs> but, man, I would love to see this. Um, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think we're missing there? Part of my thought process was I want to bring – like, I would love to start McDermott at some point. He's never he, – and part of my thinking was, well, he hasn't started a game yet. Um, he brings energy off the bench in a real way. And when he pairs with TJ McConnell – like, that's a great duo right there. Yes. So I didn't want to split them up. So I kept them both on the bench. And then I put Miles Turner on the bench, too, um, because I would – I don't know. I'd like to see him come off the bench to see what that's like yeah. with the second unit. So we we always see Sabonis carry over into that second unit. I'd like to see Miles Turner try it once, you know? Yeah, I think that's a pretty good lineup. Um, I really hope he experiments a little bit, not too much. Just try some new things out. Um, like I said earlier, our – actual starting lineup isn't really the best starting lineup uh they have a 100 offensive rating and a 100.5 defensive rating for the lineup that we mentioned that would our likely starting wow. lineup would be which is just fine like that's not that's not good that's not great but uh, it's fine yeah uh so if they can find something that works a lot better i would be super happy about that okay and uh so our lineup that we wanted like when we had this team all together, if everyone was healthy, it would have been Brogdon, Oladipo, Warren, Turner, Sabonis, or Sabonis, Turner, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to, Austin? I know you haven't said something in a bit. We've just been kind of talking back and forth and ignored you. Um, Austin, that's okay. You, I've been <laughs> married before. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to guess how many minutes this year that 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 five has played together on the court? Brogdon, Oladipo, Warren, Sabonis, Turner. Um, 69. <laughs> no, uh, that's actually less. They've played 86 total minutes together, and that five has been in six games together. That's it. So we yeah. really haven't seen what this team is capable of. That's the lineup you would want more than anything? No, that's the lineup that the Pacers, like, if everyone's healthy, that's the lineup they're trotting out onto the court to start the game. Yeah. And we haven't gotten to see it, really. I mean, towards the end when Oladipo was coming back and Brogdon was healthy or Turner was healthy like we did get to see it a bit but only 86 minutes worth uh-huh. and like for us to criticize this lineup and we we have we've done our fair share of saying is this the right lineup like I don't know for us to do that I mean look they've only played 86 minutes we don't really know if they're good they don't have that chemistry together on the court fully yet um so I don't know I, I it's just like if we get this team back next year it kind of makes me hopeful for what this team can even be in next year and beyond you know most of my criticism of that lineup comes from the fact that i'm still reluctant to want to have turner and sabonis playing at the same time when we would have lamb holiday uh, and mcdermott all available to start instead of come off the bench and you can shift those minutes around however you need to so they're still getting the second unit time and the unwillingness of Nate McMillan to try anything else yeah. besides starting those two guys. That's that's my biggest problem. Just try something else. Because when you think of all the games where we got off to those super slow starts, it's it's that lineup yeah. a lot of the time with the, either Oladipo or Lamb or whoever in that shooting guard role in the other four guys that are getting off to those, those slow starts. And it's something that needs to be figured out moving forward. I agree. What's your – okay, I'm putting you on the spot here, both of you. 
Who in the league would you rather have in that lineup than Miles Turner? LeBron Justin James. Holiday. <laughs> okay, I heard LeBron James and Justin Holiday. You okay, didn't, realistically, you didn't give any sorry. Where Oladipo is still the star of the team. Okay, so it's Brogdon, Oladipo, Oladipo Warren. Oladipo. <laughs> yeah, I said that weird. <laughs> Brogdon, Oladipo, Warren, Sabonis. Or, I mean, blank, Sabonis. Blank, Sabonis. So, any four? Yeah. Because obviously you want like a stretch four that can guard multiple positions, right? And you probably want them to be a star player that can go out and drop 25 points any given night, right? Because we do have a really good team in terms of depth. But, do, I mean, do you guys still think we're missing that other star? Or am I the only one who thinks this way? Oh, they're definitely yeah. missing the other star. Yes. Yeah. Definitely agree with that. I mean... So, okay, well, two thi- you got to remember, Sabonis is 24 or 23. Oladipo's 20, 28 now. Like, they're still young. I mean, and going like for five more years, that could be our core, you know? Mm-hmm. So who knows how good Sabonis could be? Who knows how good Oladipo's going to be, too? I, I mean, he could be worse. I don't know. But um, if we can just get that four, the like that power forward, like a tall, small forward who can guard multiple, multiple positions, like, I, I, I just think that's what we need. So I've stalled enough, Jeremy. Have you got a chance to look up any power forwards in the league? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a list of some power fours that we might be able to grab. Yeah, well... Maybe a guy like John Collins. Oh, that could be fun. Out of the Hawks. He he could stretch the floor. He can score. Is um, this who the Pacers would get next year? or Just just hypothetically. This is fully just, hypothetical. Yeah, we haven't done any of the math for trades or anything. He, yeah, said, I mean, he just said realistically. That's a guy that we could realistically yeah. get. I don't know if we'd get him off the Hawks right now because they're oh, I doubt doing it. a big rebuild. But uh, Aaron Gordon's someone that I've heard his name a lot in, re- what, like the past four years. There's always a chance we get Aaron Gordon. Yeah. he You, you never know. He might be available. I feel like everybody on the Magic is probably always available. Yeah. I think you could go even working. smaller and just get another wing player and move Warren to the four like you talked about earlier. Man, mm-hmm. I'd love to try that. So I think your options are plenty open. Like a Bradley Beal? Like a Bradley Beal, yeah. I know he says he doesn't want to leave D.C., but... He also doesn't want to play for D.C. That's true, too. <laughs> yeah, he just is trying to get his start. big money. That's what he's trying to do. Hey, he And it's really smart. Good. It's smart. I mean, look, it's hard to want to leave... Um, a one-legged John Wall and Thomas Bryant. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but man, and Davis Indy- Bertans, and Davis Bertans, good point. And Ish Smith. Let me tell you, the Wizards are a very fun team to watch. Well, Ish Smith's gonna leave pretty soon. You know, he has to break that record for most NBA yeah, teams sure. ever, um, which he's very close. Yeah, he is. Um, Bradley Beal will be fun. I'd love to have CJ McCon- McCollum on the team. Yes, I almost said CJ McConnell. <laughs> um, CJ McCollum would be fun. I don't know how that would look with Oladipo and Brogdon, but. Um, or how we would bring him here. Or how we would do that. Do you have any Probably other names? On a, on a plane. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> or a train. We get a super train system. I don't think we have cross-country trains anymore. Well, if we do, it probably goes through the crossroads of America in Indy, right? True. Yeah, just worth thinking about. Let me about. say, real shame that trains aren't as big as they used to be. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a big pro train guy. Well, we've seen your train sets inside. Yeah. It's crazy if... I mean, obviously, you guys haven't seen because we haven't posted pictures of him yet. But he has train tracks that like are on these like shelf-looking things all the way up his walls. It's cr- like the amount of trains this dude has in his, in his room is remarkable. Yeah, remarkable. Yeah, 
Hey, so uh, my brother used to play with Thomas the Train sets when he was a kid, and they had a big old recall on them because there was lead in them, apparently. No way. So, yeah. Hey, if you're a victim of Thomas the Train lead poisoning, <laughs> let us know at all.pacers. Yeah, we'll, we'll start. What is it called when a bunch of people come together to sue a company? Uh, class action lawsuit. Yeah, we'll, do, we'll set up a class action lawsuit. Jeremy will go get his law degree, like he's been talking about for 20 years. And then we can move forward with Since this. He was nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right. The, w- this is a big tangent. Jeremy, what what other what other names do you have? Uh, a guy I would have liked to have before he started getting big money was uh, Tobias Harris. I think he would have been a nice fit. Uh, another guy that we had last year that would have been nice to keep was Boyan Bogdanovich. Oh. He's a great fit and mm-hmm. still would be a great fit if we could have kept him. Who's averaging above 20 points per game this year. Yep. Crazy. Killer. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Would be great. Next to TJ Warren. I'm, I'm sure they could get along if they're on the same team. Doubt it. Yeah, maybe not. Um, if his attitude was different, yeah, I'd probably want him there. I, I, I would like him in Oladipo together. Hopefully not on Miami, though. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully in Indy, if that ever was to happen. Yeah, but if Miami called and they were like, hey, give us TJ Warren for Jimmy Butler, you'd, you'd forget all about TJ Warren, right? I, uh, I'd take that trade, yeah. Yeah. I would. Now, okay, now they say Miles Turner and TJ Warren and Justin Holiday. For straight up for Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler. I say throwing bam, and then they say no, and I say okay. I'm gonna say fine. something crazy. Uh, I'd take it. I think I would too. I think it's so important to have two superstars, and we get to keep Sabonis. Yeah, it's true. We lose. My, look, They'd my have, favorite player that we're w- losing is Justin Holiday. They would have to throw something else in. Yeah, it, uh, second round draft pick, unprotected. No, you got to. They'd have to throw another player, and you can't for just the money to match for sure, especially with Miami's money that. situation every yeah. year. Like they're gonna, it's gonna have to match. But Sabonis so for Jimmy Butler, straight up. No, you wouldn't do that. Uh, I wouldn't want to. I'd consider. I really it. don't want to. I'd consider. I I'd consider, but oh, you got to do that in a heartbeat. I don't think you that's our answer, loyal. though. I don't think our answer is keeping Miles Turner and Warren and putting Jimmy Butler so there. Get rid of Miles Turner. So then we just have Goga. No, you can find another big. Uh, if you had Jimmy Butler and Victor Oladipo, people will want to come play there. And Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have money to sign those people. Oh, you'll find the money. Carl Anthony Towns wouldn't want to come. They're play going here. into the luxury tax. <laughs> with those guys, they're already in the luxury. Team. Yeah, this. Th- sorry, let's let's move on. This is a big tangent, Jeremy. Uh, so, let's talk about lineups again. Okay. What what what's your preferred lineup? All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Let me let me preface this a little bit, and then you're gonna have to tell me if I need to pump the brakes. Ooh, bringing it back. Our weekly pump the brakes yeah. now. All right. So as we as everybody knows, especially if Oladipo does not play. Shooting guard depth is going to be a problem. Uh, as we were talking about earlier, we're probably going to have to start a point guard at shooting guard. Uh, and I know where you're going with this. Because all of our guards are point guards except for the ones that are hurt. But uh, you're forgetting one shooting guard that we have that isn't a point guard. What that means is we need Justin Holiday to start at shooting guard. Oh. 
That would be my that would be my lineup. Move him to the starting lineup. Brogdon, Holiday, Warren, probably Sabonis and Turner still. Maybe move Doug McDermott in there as well. It's hard to do if you're already moving one Justin Holiday into the starters. You have to make up those minutes, so you probably have to start Sabonis and Turner together at that point. But I think moving him to the starting lineup would be a really good move. Start McDermott, bench Sabonis. Interesting. Yeah, because your defensive is your defense is losing a lot. It's true. If you're gonna put Turner and uh, I don't even know who the other person would be in this situation. Aaron Holiday. Wait, what do you mean? Like who we're inserting into the lineup? Yeah. Well, you're insert you're inserting McDermott and Justin and Holiday. Taking away, we're taking away Turner. No, I'm saying put McDermott in and take away. No, Sabonis. that's what he's. Oh, God, sorry. Got all tangled. I'm sorry. Oh, you were talking about Jeremy here. Sorry. What was your lineup that Austin was trying to figure out? I said Brogdon, Justin Holiday, T.J. Warren, and then Sabonis and Turner. Yeah. And I said take Sabonis out, put McDermott into that starting lineup. I like that lineup. I do too. That's a lot of shooting. That's two of the best shooters in the league, and Justin Holiday and Doug McDermott. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean that whole Turner f- can stretch the floor better than Sabonis can. Yeah, Sabonis isn't going to be happy though. Well, the issue is going to be, it's going to have to be matchup based because if we're playing a big center, Turner can't hang, so you're going to have to start Sabonis. Right, and guy. me saying that we should bench Sabonis isn't saying that Turner's a better center either. Right, Sabonis would be great off the bench. Man, can you imagine him against second units too? Mm-hmm. Respect wise, you can't do that, and that's probably why they're having a hard time bringing Turner off the bench too. But um, I like that. I'm look, Jeremy. I'm not gonna pump the brakes. I'm gonna instead cut the brakes. I think we need to let this puppy roll. Let's let's get this to happen. Let's get Justin Holiday second. at the right. shooting guard position. Wait, are you? Do you need to cut the brakes or just give it a little gas? I'm gonna say cut the brakes because you you sounded like you're a little tentative. You're like, I'm not gonna say pump the brakes, but I'm just gonna go ahead and cut the brake lines <laughs> and we're gonna get out of control here. <laughs> no, I'm not tentative at all. I'm at all. I'm saying. No, I'm not pumping those brakes, Jeremy. Instead, I'm going to cut those brakes. But you're not giving it gas. No gas needed because we're going down a steep hill. But what if we're going the wrong way? All gas, no brakes. All gas. No, all all cut brakes, no gas <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> but the important thing here is it's not pump the brakes. You're in on Justin Holiday's start. I'm in. Let's start Justin Holiday because we, we, we have the dynamic duo in McConnell and McDermott off the bench. We'll also have Aaron Holiday in this situation who will probably still be on the bench if this is uh-huh. the scenario. I mean, maybe he'll come in with McConnell. Actually, probably, because we don't have Jeremy Lamb. Um, the other thing would be just starting, going ahead and starting both holidays with Brogdon and Warren and then one of Sobonus and Turner. And then then you have your Warren at the four, like you've talked about, and you still got the two guards as well as Holiday with his shooting at the three and his defense. And that's another good lineup we could try too. Yeah, and Justin Holiday can guard positions one through three sometimes four mm-hmm. so that, that is huge but okay i i know we prepared differently we have to include oladipo what does your lineup look like if oladipo starting uh if oladipo is starting it is going to be well my ideal lineup with oladipo starting is probably brogdon oladipo uh justin holiday tj warren and one of sabonis or turner uh if that's an option, I say go for it. Yeah, it works. That's great. It's probably going to be our best lineup. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's time for Justin Holiday to get into this lineup. 
And especially, like, if we're going to trim this lineup to seven or eight like we should, then maybe start Justin Holiday, bring Turner, McConnell, and McDermott off the bench. And, man, that's a good mm-hmm. team right there. Uh, that's, like, if the big loser of Oladipo coming back, if he does come back, is Aaron Holiday because he, like, immediately loses all those minutes. Instead yeah. of starting in these games, he's going to now, like, if we go to seven to eight men, going to go to zero minutes. Yeah, he'll be behind T.J. McConnell. Yeah, because, I mean, T.J. McConnell right now is a better player for what we need. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he might get some – he might actually get some two-guard minutes in this situation with Lamb out. Yeah. You never know. Um, I'm rooting for it. Yeah. I'm rooting for it. Um, and another thing, too, is, like, if we do start Sabonis and Turner, who's our backup big man? Goga. Are we really playing Goga in the playoffs? Jakar. Are we really playing Jakar Sampson in the playoffs? He's you in some good Jakar lineups. Samson. I do, but do you really think the Pacers are going to play him in the playoffs? I do not. Would think you? So. Uh, no. Then you're no different than Nate McMillan. <laughs> no, he's probably going to end up playing ten players in the playoffs. Actually, now that you say that, but if they do trim it to seven or eight, no. I mean, I don't. I don't know how it's going to. How are they going to stagger those minutes between Turner and Sabonis? I guess put. Yeah. Doug McDermott and Justin Holiday power forward. But. Well, here's the uh, here's the reason why you wouldn't want to start Justin Holiday uh, in the starting lineup. It's because our most consistent lineup is T.J. McConnell, Aaron Holiday, Doug McDermott, Justin Holiday, and Demonis Sabonis are really pacey, really fun second unit. They've played in 32 games, which is by far the most any lineup has played together in. Uh, 111.9 offensive rating, 104.7 defensive rating, pretty good ratings. Um, and one of the best defensive ratings over any of the lineups that have played over 50 minutes together. Wow. So you're probably going to have to sacrifice Justin Holiday in that lineup if you're going to move him to a starting role. So we'll see how that works out with the second unit if that happens. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, that's a fun lineup. I love that. Yeah, they they're it's a good lineup. Um, like like I said, it's the second unit, so it's not our best. Well, but they're two, really good against second units. Yeah, the, yeah, that's probably one of the better second units in the league. You know, yeah. Like if that comes in, like that could be a starting lineup on a lot of teams. It's also, our, I believe, it's our best three point shooting lineups. If you get rid of all the only one or two minute lineups that we have, because uh, McDermott and Holiday are both lights out, and Aaron Holiday when he's on can also be lights out too. Yeah, when he has that confidence, but not too confident. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I have the worst defensive rating lineup for the Pacers this year, and I did at least 10 minutes played together, so it's still small. Okay. But do you guys want to take a guess on the worst defensive rating lineup, like who the players are? So point guard. There's one point guard. Who do you think the point guard is? T.J. McConnell. T.J. McConnell. Um, there's two, I guess, forwards. There's three forwards in here. There's one guard, three forwards, one center. Uh, T.J. Warren. No. Ooh. He was a good defender this Sabonis. year. Sabonis. Sabonis is not the center. McDermott. Goga. McDermott's in there. Goga is the center. Yeah. McDermott's, I, I guess, one of the forwards. There's only one guard. Jo- so you got uh, McConnell, McDermott, Goga. Um, Jakar Sampson? No. One forward. Oh, T.J. Leaf. T.J. Leaf. Yep. Alizé Johnson. No. Brian Justin Bowen. Holiday. Justin Holiday. Interesting. So that is a horrible lineup. Defensive yeah. rating is sixty-seven point five. Yikes. I think I think like it's still like a small sample size. I yeah. think it might have been eighteen minutes played, so super small. 
But just interesting to think about. It is. Yeah. So uh, obviously TJ Leaf's going to be there. I'm surprised you guys didn't guess him earlier. <laughs> but I just TJ, I like to forget about him. Yeah. TJ Leaf and Goga. Like if that's your starting big man, you're in trouble defensively. Yeah. For well, sure. also offensively. Um, and then it's the McConnell McDermott Justin Holiday trio, which you would think would be a lot better, but uh, there wasn't a big uh, s- well I sample think, size either. So the problem there is they are definitely getting dragged down by the heels by TJ Leaf and Goga. Yeah. Oh, that, for I, sure. That is not on them at all. Yeah. That, and that is all Goga and TJ. Yeah. And, you know, Leaf. those three will oftentimes play with like a Turner Sabonis who yeah. can, you know, hold their own on defense. Those three are getting thrown in the second unit with whoever. Yeah. They're just, that's why on our best second unit, they have a 104 defensive rating. But when you put them in with those guys, they're going to have a really Isn't bad defense. Isn't that crazy? Wow. That's so crazy. Okay. And then, can I give you my alternative preferred lineup? Yes. So, s- this is assuming Oladipo's playing for me. Okay. Um, and so, okay, no, sorry. This is assuming Oladipo's not playing. I just threw myself <laughs> off by saying that. This is assuming he's not playing. If we had to do a starting lineup, I'd start TJ McConnell at point, mm-hmm. Brogdon at the two, and then Warren. Um, oh, sorry. McConnell, Brogdon, Warren, Justin Holiday, Sabonis. That's my alternative Starting lineup if Oladipo doesn't play. Uh huh. So I that moves that obviously moves Aaron Holiday to the bench and that also moves Miles Turner to the bench. Yes. But I'm starting Sabonis at center, T.J. Warren, or I mean Justin Holiday at power forward, T.J. Warren at small forward, Brogdon at the two, McConnell at the one. What do you think about that? So my only pushback on that would be uh, when Aaron Holiday's on the floor, I would like him to be on the floor with Brogdon, so he has another a really good floor commander out there with him. Because he can get picked on by the other team when he's the only one out there. And TJ McConnell is much better at handling the ball and bringing it up the court than Aaron Holiday is. Not that Aaron Holiday is bad at it. I just I like the added leadership of having him out there with another point guard. That's good, yeah. But So you'd start him instead? I think I would still start him. I like the rest of that lineup, though. Yeah, yeah I think it's kind of stinky. <laughs> <laughs> like Stinky Pete? Yeah, Stinky Pete. Uh, stinky Feet? Stinky Feet. Uh, stinky skeet, <laughs> stinky skeeters, mosquitoes, stinky sneakers, stinky sneakers. I think that's a sne- <laughs> a stinky sneakers lineup. <laughs> yeah, put Aaron Holiday in there. Pump the brakes on that lineup. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa! A surprise <laughs> pump the brakes. Yeah. Wow, off the top rope too, man. Let me I- pump the brakes on your T.J. McConnell lineup. <laughs> I do th- personally. I think you guys have too much faith in T.J. McConnell. Wow, I mean, he's been a crowd a crowd favorite this he's year. He's been a crowd favorite, but there's a reason he was not playing in the playoffs. I think for I the have 76ers. consistently said I like him as a second unit point guard. And yes, and he's fine as that. And in fact, he's gonna have to play now. And I say, as a starting point guard, if you have T.J. McConnell and good pieces around him, you're in good shape. All right. Well, I feel like you can say that about anybody, though. No, I mean, right. not like – I'm let, just saying he's a starting-level point guard. Let's settle this right now. No. Let's settle this right now. Breezy, would you rather have prime TJ McConnell or prime Matthew Dellavedova? Prime Dellavedova. Oh, my gosh. Yo, Dellavedova is a menace on defense, and he can hit open shots. Yes, like. he is a menace because he broke – Multiple knees of other players. That's fine. Because he's dirty. 
<laughs> that's fine. Hey, look, he's one of those guys. You hate him if you're playing against him. You love him if he's on your team. All right, now switch him. Uh, TJ McConnell was on those LeBron teams, and Delhi is on this Pacers team. Who's better? Well, you I know mean, who's better. Okay. Yeah, you. you <laughs> no, no, because now TJ McConnell would have been situation. better. That doesn't take away the fact that Deladova brings something significant to the table. Breaking knees. Good. Uh, you call it breaking knees. I call it great defense. <laughs> Great knee fence. Whatever you're you talking like do. someone who likes Carl Malone better than Charles Barkley. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Let the record state. I don't like Carl Malone at all. Oh. And I love Charles Barkley. Who's better? I'd probably say Barkley. Yeah. But that's I, a different topic for a different time. And trying not to be too inside jokey, me and Austin are the only two of our friends that would take Barkley over Malone. R- Jeremy, right? Yes. Yeah, he verified it. Uh, we both think Charles Barkley was better than Carl Malone. Carl Malone was dirty, though. That was the point I was trying to make. He was dirty off the court. So dirty off the court. I agree. All right, let's get back to Pacers talk. We're going to close this thing out. Jack, do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah, I just want to make our big point right now, which is I would love to see a new lineup with this Pacers team, but do we think that's going to happen? Probably I, not. I don't think so. I don't. Nate McMillan isn't the most experimental coach. I just I I feel like there's a really good starting lineup out there that we haven't tried because he's so set in his ways on how he likes to do things, which is fine. Like we're a good team. Uh, it it mostly works, but I just feel like it could be better if he would just take the time to find it. Just take the time. That's that's all we need, man. Yeah. Um, we got eight games. They don't really matter because we're pretty much locked from yeah. four to six seed. So we're not getting lower. Yeah, there's no home court to fight for. Let's just let's figure this thing out so we can make a real run here. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, and Oladipo, we need you to play. We do. We would love it. Also, if you want to sit, that's okay too. Either yeah. way, like whatever. We would love for you to play though. Hey, uh, hit us up on Instagram at all.pacers or on Twitter at all underscore pacers with what you think are likely starting lineup, your favorite lineup what lineup you would like to see anything just hit us up we love talking to you guys and we will see you next week peace out it's all about team basketball it's all about playing the game the right way the name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey you play for the indiana pacers that's who you represent